My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 209, and welcome to my front porch here in Phoenix, Arizona. It's toasty hot tonight, but not too bad. Uh, this weather this week was no fun. I feel like like kind of like I'm getting older when you start talking about the weather you call people like I'm finding out that I'm talking to more people about like well how's the weather there like my buddy lives in Chicago how so how's the weather there like I'm like what am I doing what's happening to me I'm changing <laughs> you know I remember going to my grandparents house and maybe you're like me but I go with the grandparents and I remember the switch from when they were just like watch TV to all they had on all day long was the weather channel and I don't understand it but then all of a sudden it's sneaking up on me I can feel it it's coming after me I'm starting to talk about the weather a lot more so some of you are like we know we listen to this podcast and you talk about how hot it is and how rainy and how humid it's like dude you know get after it let's go so anyway I think that's kind of funny but yeah so this morning woke up 5 a.m. A buddy of mine is a, a contractor here in the valley, woke up super, super early, and uh, we built a shed. He needed my help and uh, built a shed, and uh, I we did it all before like 10 o'clock, but it was awesome. I realized like I used to I used to do construction like in college and then I would do a bit when Patty and I were first married probably for the first 10 years and that but I haven't done much of it and I forgot like how brilliant truly truly brilliant people who who do construction as a profession really really are. Like if you look at all these buildings that are all around you, they were built by craftsmen people. And so I was just watching my buddy work and uh, his name's Mason and he was so good, like so brilliant at what he did. And I was like, man, I know nothing. I was glad to be there, glad to help, but I actually learned a ton today, but uh, it was awesome to do that. But I was reminding myself like, wow, man, people in the trades and what they do, they, they need to be honored because it is a huge, huge deal. So anyway, those are a couple little thoughts off the top of my head today <laughs> uh, of the weather and me realizing like, oh no, I'm slipping down that track. And then just a gratitude for people who are in the trades, like seriously, it was a lot of hard work. Uh, I really, really enjoyed uh, doing it with him, but then just felt like really grateful, I guess, you know, for all the hard work that those trademen put in. So anyway, um, thank you again for all of you who continue to listen. I just, I, I just love it. And, and that's why I do say every week and I get, you know, I get a, 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 a photo from a buddy uh, today just saying like, Hey, you know, we're you know, listening to the podcast on my front porch and that kind of stuff. It's just so encouraging. I love it. And I love that so many of you are learning and growing and digging into scripture. Like, I can't tell you. It just, that is it. You know, let us learn and let us grow. Let us figure it out together. I think that's a lot of fun. Like, there's a community of people who are trying to figure this out and grow and ask God, like, please show us, guide us, lead us. I love that. I love it so much. And and there's a bunch of you who continue to give, uh, not just on Patreon, but also through Venmo. And, and, and I just want to say thank you. Really, really appreciate your generosity. It does mean a lot. And a bunch of you, bunch of you've bought the devotional. So thank you. Really appreciate it. You can get that at Amazon. Just go in the search engine, type front porch devotional, and you can get your copy, 10 bucks. So, all right, our passage, Matthew 15, verse 
3, Matthew 15, verse 3. He answered them, Jesus did. And why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? Matthew 15, 3. He answered them. And why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? Uh, I We love our sweet little girl, uh, Mika. She turns 11 in a month. I can't believe it. Like she's growing so fast. And it's been really an, a really awesome thing to have a daughter and to learn and, and to kind of, you know, daughters teach us so much and they challenge us so much too. Uh, many of you who have daughters are like, yes, uh, learning a lot from my daughter. But one of the things that we're learning, not just with my daughter, but with all of our kids, uh, but our daughter will say like, hey, you need to go clean your room or you, you need to, you know, get that, you know, go take the trash out. And inevitably, right, all of a sudden, you know, we'll go in and and we're like, what are you doing? Like, she'll be in the middle of her room playing with something. Like, what are you doing? We told you to to clean your room. And she'll say, well, I got distracted. And we we found that this is like her go-to get out of jail card kind of phrase. Like, you know, why didn't you why didn't you do the dishes? I got distracted. Why didn't you take the trash out? I got distracted. Why didn't you let the dog in? I got distracted. Why didn't you do your homework? I got distracted. Right? She's learned that this is kind of her get out of jail card, right? But I think the deeper thing is I just didn't want to do it or or I, I, I thought something was more important than what you asked me to do. And I wanted to do the thing that I wanted to do, which is so interesting in the context of this passage of what's being confronted here is so important. And I want you to know this passage is very confrontational and I hope that you will receive this confrontation from Jesus as I did, like really being confronted with it. Like, think about that. Like, hey, Jesus is going, and why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of what? Your tradition, right? Of your tradition. You know, and I, I think like as I was thinking about Mika and and Mika's, you know, the this is probably harsh because I don't really feel she's this way. But I think if we if we if we really work through it, we, we go like, this is kind of like this rebellious attitude, right? Jesus has laid out, God has laid out for us what we are to do, but yet we create another plan. Like we, you know, like Mika, like I got distracted. No, no, no. You just made a decision. You decided you didn't want to do that and you wanted to do a different way. And God has been clear from the very beginning, start to finish, Throughout the Bible, what we are to do, how we are to live. He put together Ten Commandments to try to clarify it. He, he summarized, Jesus summarizes all the whole law into a single commandment with two attributes. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love others, right? Like this, he, he has laid it out for us. He gave us a great commission. Go, baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? Like this is what we're supposed to do. And yet we continue to create these counter plans, right? Because here's the thing that's happening here. Like the Pharisees are not huge fans of Jesus. They, they don't like the way that Jesus is thinking, but Jesus is God. And Jesus is not contradicting the Old Testament, which, by the way, all of them would say 
that they're the ones who know the Old Testament. They're the ones who uphold the Old Testament. And, and Jesus is the fulfillment, check this out, of the law, of all that they're trying to talk about, right? And he's standing in their midst. And they don't like him. They don't like him because he's pointing them to the thing he's been pointing them to from the very beginning of time, right? And so what they've done, what we often do, right, is what they've done is they've just kind of created a very legalistic version of what following God is in order to gain control over the people, right? Power. They want power. Position and power and prestige. That, a political alignment, this is what they're going after. And Jesus is challenging them on that. He's challenging them to think about people. Because in the context of this passage, right, they're talking about the disciples eating on the Sabbath. Or, uh, and, uh, and, and so he's challenging them to kind of work through it. Like, listen, you're looking at the wrong thing. You're looking at all of this in a wrong way. Right, because you've created all these legalistic things, all these legalistic expectations that you're putting on people. And in, in, in doing that, you've created a hierarchy where you're most important and you're the wisest one in the room. And, you, and mean, meanwhile, Jesus washes feet. Meanwhile, Jesus goes to village to village. Meanwhile, Jesus meets the Samaritans, right? This is the great beauty that Jesus is not just inviting the disciples into and not just inviting the Pharisees into. He's inviting us into. And what I find so often, maybe you're like me, I resist this because I like the power and control. Right? I like to do what I think I should do, what I want to do, where I want to go, how I think God should bless me, what I believe I think is the most important thing to do. Right, And, and, and uh, I, I think the disciples here, it wasn't about food. I apologize. It was about, it was about food, but it was about washing their hands before they eat. Right, And because that was one of the 613 laws that they had developed during this time and what jesus is saying is your focus is wrong right your focus is wrong and here's the thing that you and i have there is this tension between free will and legalism what legalism wants to do is there's a very black and white and i use that in the term of making decisions right way in which you live your life do this and this will work out. Do that and it'll work out. And Jesus is compli- God complicates this in some ways by giving us free will. Now, not to say that there aren't things in scripture that are very black and white, right? He's if you believe, if you confess with your mouth with your mouth that he is king, that he is Lord, right? You will be saved, right? That Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light, that no man comes to the Father except through him, right? That's very clear. But what he wants from us, this free will, this free gift that he's given to us, is he wants us to worship him. He wants us to follow after him with our whole hearts. And see, the Pharisees, they want to create this legalistic plan in which they can categorize people and go, these are the good people and these are the bad people. 
And Jesus is challenging them, challenging them on this way of thinking. And, and the thing I just kept working through as it relates to this passage was this. How do we find life in life to the full? Like, how do we find that? We find it in obediently following God and then leaning into grace. Grace. Grace is provided as a result of Jesus' death, which means you're going to make mistakes. You're making mistakes. We're making mistakes. And where none of us, Ephesians says, none of us gets to stand before God and say, I did a bunch of this and that, these legalistic rules. And as a result of that, you are now obligated to call me into heaven. No, no, no. Jesus says, I want your heart. I want you to worship me with everything. And see, the Pharisees reject him. They reject Jesus because Jesus is complicating their legalism. He's taking their power and taking their control, and he's taking their categories. And by the way, he took them on his shoulders, and he died to make it accessible for the world. That all would be made right before God for those who confess that Jesus is Lord of all. Right? And the same message is for the Jew. It's for the Gentile. It's for the slave. It's for the free. This is the message that Paul is preaching. The gospel covers everybody. And the Pharisees hate that. Because they want that power, they want that control, and they want those categories more than they want the good news of Jesus Christ. And if we're not careful, if we're not careful, we'll want the same. We're pursuing after the same things. And we need to bring our hearts and our lives into conviction. Because human legalism moves us away from the love of Christ and a lust for law. Jesus died to liberate us into the love of Jesus. And we need to repent and be saved. This is what he's inviting us into. To live a life of free will that glorifies God. This is what he's inviting us into. That's why Hebrews 2 says he sympathizes with our humanity. He knows we're going to sin. But that's why he sent his son Jesus. Not that we would keep on sinning, but that we would realign ourselves with the king and say we need you and we need your help. So the question is this. Are you being led by legalism or by the love of Jesus? Oh, Father God, help us with this one. My heart breaks for these Pharisees. It really does. Blind to your love because they want the legalism. They want the power, the control, the categories. Would you help us not to fall into the same trap and to receive this grace and this mercy that you've given to us? So, take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you. Until next time.